Thanks for listening to the Homegrown Podcast. We really appreciate it. If you are a new listener, uh, thank you for checking us out. We, Like I said, we appreciate it. If you're someone coming back and listening to episodes, welcome back. And thank you for continuing to follow this journey Randy and I started. Um, we have a very exciting guest. It is someone from my... I don't like... I like to, I guess it's my new chapter of my life. Um, I, a lot of people don't know this. I am currently back in school for my master's program um, for clinical mental health counseling. And so I wanted to grab people from my class and really start to insert conversations of mental health, how we got into this industry, why, um, and then just, you know, just national conversations that are going on with mental health right now. And so I'd like to introduce Rachel Blau. Um, before we get into the conversation, you can also follow us on the Homegrown Podcast that is on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we are on every platform for podcasts, so Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Again, we always like to say if you are listening to us on, or if you can't find us on a podcast pl- platform, let us know and we will uh, try and get on there. Uh, so first off, Rachel, thank you. How are you? And thank you for coming on. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm great. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat about this yeah. in this forum. Yeah. Yeah. So, thank you. yeah. so let's let's get into it. So where were you, if you don't mind sharing, year and where were you born? Um, I was born in 1985, the year of the Bears. I was the... actually born in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Okay. So I was just over the border. Um, I was born there. Yeah. Were you but, most mostly raised in the Midwest then? Yeah, I mean, my dad had a job there. That's why I was born there. But after that, I moved back to um, Lake Zurich. That's where my whole dad's side of the family is, um, northwest suburbs of Chicago. So that's where I was born, raised. I'm sitting, that's where I'm (laughs) recording from right now is Lake Zurich, Illinois. Um, So that's where I grew up. Perfect. What was, uh, so I I always like to just kind of get into things of how growing up was, what were, you know, some highs, lows, things that you can remember, anything, anything kind of stick out? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I was, uh, I'm the oldest of two daughters, um, grew up in Lake Zurich and my parents divorced when I was young, when, um, I was four, they got divorced. So I grew up in Lake Zurich and then my mom moved to Wakanda, um, okay. the town right next to Lake Zurich. So I grew up between those two towns, um, after they were divorced or got divorced, I actually was diagnosed with type one diabetes. So okay. ages four and five had lots of like big changes. Like right. we moved, I had like a new diagnosis that my family was like figuring out. Right. Um, 
So those are like major happenings um, of my youth. But I have a big, big, crazy ass family, so I feel like <laughs> um, there's a lot. There's a lot of gossip. There's a lot of small town. Like, yeah, I don't know. it's good and bad. Um, like, I love growing up with my family and being able to like gather and hang with them, and everyone's very opinionated. So, yeah. I grew up. I don't know. I've allowed <laughs> loud. <family. laughs> uh, my wife comes from like a similar family. There, there's a lot of them. They like they all know what's going on kind of throughout each other's lives and always exactly. like Sunday suppers checking in and that's cool though because like I don't know I came from a family that we were very just spread out through all Wisconsin so mm-hmm. we really only saw each other maybe a couple times a year whereas like my wife's family maybe your family you got to see each other way more frequently. Oh yeah, like I can look out my window and see my cousin's house. Okay, like, yeah, that's how. She, yeah, that's how. Yeah, yeah. That's it's how like if I is. walked downtown, people would be like, "Oh, so and so said they w- saw you walking downtown." So it's yeah. very, very like small town, um, grown up like that. Did that? Do you think? And I usually just kind of plunge in, so forgive me. But yeah, do you think fire. that did that help with these like major events that were going on like early having that like close tight family totally yeah because i think i mean looking now that i'm an adult like seeing both my parents like become single parents like that's a hard role to take on but luckily like both sides of my family there's just so many like i grew up with my cousins my aunts like every week i was just with people so that my you know my parents could figure out like their jobs and their new separated lives and whatever um so it's it's nice everyone was still close even though like that separated and being a diabetic um one of my aunts was a nurse okay so it was like i don't know like i had to take injections so like going around to aunt's houses like other people had to give me shots and stuff right right no that's that's intense because i i remember when my cousin i can't i believe she's type one but i remember Mm -hmm. even just that and again we weren't a very close-knit family but it even shook our families okay yeah like it's gonna be because she we were pretty young at the time i mean in our teens for sure and it was like okay we got to kind of rethink meals we kind of gotta you know make things dial things back a little bit because like we're all midwest families so it's like oh my god we eat yeah yeah, big meals and stuff (laughs) like that but yeah i'm sure having like close-knit family again again definitely like ones that you can like see and walk to like i'm always amazed by that with families that grew up in like towns together because i'm just like oh you just because kate katie my wife and her cousin kayla like they're they might as well be sisters and it just like right. always throws me off of like oh yeah like families work like that and not just see each other on thanksgiving and stuff right <laughs> right yeah like i i i feel like i i loved the experience and i'm grateful for it yeah but on the other side it's also like why i moved to the city yeah yeah no no that's that's why she has a cousin who lives in Los Angeles and why right. she ended up in Los Angeles for a couple of years, probably. Right. No, uh, so, yeah, yeah, they're big, but I love them. <laughs> after kind of like, I don't know if you ever, if it settles in with parents divorcing and just mm-hmm. like these big life events, what was, because so you were kind of growing up, you would you consider yourself like a 90s, 90s kid, early yeah, 2000s yeah, kid? Yeah, like, my youth, yeah, yeah, was the 90s for sure. Was mm-hmm. At, what was what was just growing up in the in a Midwest environment like in the nineties? I mean, I I'm so grateful we didn't have technology like mm. till 
like like aim and all that kind right. of messaging didn't happen until i was like in college so right. like i feel like that was fun for me um i feel like i don't know tag kick the can like right. growing up at a slower time i like love and appreciate and look back on fondly um yeah. that being said i definitely lived in a bubble like i'm in a small primarily white town so mm-hmm. i feel like my experience was very limited yeah um, yeah. So I, again, pros and cons. But, right. Um, no, because so Randy, the our co-host is eighty six. Yes. Okay. I think he's yeah. eighty six, and my sister is around that age as well. And I always talk to people kind of born in like that middle eighties, late eighties time of like it is really the last true generation of like you didn't because like we had technologies because I was born in ninety two, okay. and so we had it. But it yeah. was like way different and it was dial up. And so it's not, it, it still wasn't today, but it was still something over just not having it. And right. so it is like that true last generation of like the bridge generation of what was before and kind of like the future where we are now. And they kind of, both of them kind of share the same sentiments. Like they're, they are glad that they got to see the birth of it and like where it is now versus just kind of coming into it or like having it, I guess. Right. And just like navigating through life with it. Exactly. Yeah. Like I didn't get a cell phone until I started driving. Right. So it was like, I mean, I know it's normal now for like nine year olds to have phones. So I'm just like, like, yeah, yeah. It's just different. (laughs) Yeah. And that's why I was glad, I guess now looking back on why I appreciate like the Midwest aspect of my life of like, again, my, family still had technology but it was like we're we're all country people so it was mm-hmm. like we had it but like we didn't it was just kind of something that took up space for the first like good decade of having technology in our house yeah. i guess you know yeah um what at what point because i'm assuming what drove you into how we met at adler um mm-hmm. and getting into this new career something must i've always interested of like what was the thing that flip the switch of like oh mental health is out there in the world i guess if that makes sense was there or was there even a oh yes definitely i mean like my undergraduate the path that i took to get here is like very (laughs) unplanned no yeah let's talk about that because i think like most of like i didn't know this going into school but i think most of us are like that so what was right right let's start high school and kind of from there where did it go yeah i mean in high school I feel like I've, well, having diabetes, I was like, I'm going to go into nursing. I want to help people. Like, right. I've always been a helper. Like, my role in my family, I'm a helper. Like, it's who I am. I just like to do whatever, help people be well. Um, went to go to, to college to get a nursing degree, and I was like, woo, I'm terrible at math and science. I'm going to re, you know, redirecting. Yeah, so, yeah. I went, um, I've always loved to write, so I went, I switched out of nursing school and went to an art school, and I got, like, a degree in fiction writing. Okay. Not very useful. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, um, So when I got out of school, I was just trying to, like, I don't know, um, freelance write. I was working at Starbucks, and I found a job that I still have today um, on Craigslist, um, in payment processing, not okay. related. So right. it's like a nine to five job. I help actually like schools, universities accept credit cards. So okay. I do, that's what I do every day. Customer service, like yeah. help people troubleshoot, 
but it's like, yeah, that's what I do day to day, but I love my clients and my, my boss is wonderful. So I've really lucked out. Yeah. That's, that's why I'm even in payments. Like, right. Right. Yeah. Cause that, that can be a hard, I'm sure that's not always yeah, the I funnest mean, <laughs> environment. Yeah. I mean, yeah. People get emotional about money. Yeah. So I, yeah. <laughs> you live in a capitalist world. It's right. Like, yeah. Um, but, um, during, I got married, um, and during that marriage, I learned a lot, I think about myself. I think relationships teach you a lot about yourself. And right. during that relationship, um, it didn't work out. Um, I mean, during our marriage, my ex-husband and I both lost his mom, my mom, and his dad in like a 14-month period. Wow. So we just went through like a huge amount of loss, yeah. like early, like the the first year of our marriage. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's wild. Um, yeah. So I feel like that was just, that was just a hard life experience. But um, during that, I think we both coped with that loss very differently. Mm. Um, and um, that's when I was like, Oh, I need help. Like, yeah, I, I mean, you know, people drink or use drugs or right. different things to take the edge off. And I'm like, the things that I'm trying and doing um, aren't sustainable right. <laughs> and I'm going to go to therapy. So that's when I started going to therapy. Um, and I'm trying to think when did that, when did that even happen? That had to have been um, probably 29. So how, or 28, I'm 37 now. So that was a while ago that we lost our parents. Right. Um I told my ex-husband at the time that, like, hey, I think we need to go to therapy because yeah. um, we're both stuck in some ruts here. And I was like, I feel depressed. This is the first time I ever felt de- depressed before. Right. Um, and he didn't want to do it. So I just did it on my own. Okay. And I, like, started going to therapy, like, figuring out, like, coping skills. and. Right. Um, I started changing like my friends that I was hanging out with Mm. and, um, like therapy was the start of me making just life choice changes right? separate from like my family, from my husband, like all the people that I was like connected to, like, this was like my first time out, like, what do I want and what do I need to be happy? So um, how, and you said you were 28, yeah, okay. Yeah. 28, 29 was like when all those things happened. Um, was there something that like drove what, why therapy, I guess, why, you know, was there mm-hmm. something that did someone suggest it or was it just kind of something that you had thought about previous or? Um, I mean, I think I'd heard about therapy before okay. and um, I think an important note too is um, that I didn't mention when my mom was like, she was essentially, I knew she was dying. Right. Like, um, my mom was an alcoholic and I didn't come to terms with that until okay. I went to therapy. Um, okay. like, um, my sister had gone to her own like therapist okay. to deal with it. And right. I was like, Oh, maybe I need to do this right. too. Right. Um, <laughs> right. Right. Um, so, um, I don't know if that answered the question. But, no, I did. Um, no. Yeah. Because I think, like I said, I, what I've been learning because we're so still so young into like this new education part of it. So like we're not sitting here as experts or just like anything like that, but just kind of noticing our experiences so far. 
But that mm-hmm. is one thing I've noticed is that we all share that moment, like that, that head nod moment of like, okay, so that's what happened. And mm-hmm. that's why, mm-hmm. but that's really, I always love hearing stories. And because there are so many other stories of not finding help, but when like someone is like, oh no, I needed, like you just knew, you know what I mean? Like that's, those stories to me really mean a lot because it's like so many people can ignore that. And mm-hmm. just be like, no, nah, I'll, I'll deal with it later. Or like, or, right. you know, whatever the excuse may be or reasoning. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm always glad for people that can find that like helpful. But did you find mm-hmm. it helpful? Was it easy to kind of get adjusted to you? Because therapy kind of was all different yeah. <laughs> for people, you know? I know. I mean, for me, I think um, I, I do not like to ask for help. I will help okay. every other person like I used to have fixer tendencies. And I mean, like, I think coming to terms with my mom's alcoholism helped me understand, like, this is how I've been operating. Like, I'm like, like therapy helped give me like words and terms Mm. for like what was normal to me. Mm. And I was like, just because it's normal doesn't mean it's healthy. Like, um, so I don't know. I think it was just like learning, learning like, oh, this keeps happening because you keep keep going down the same path again. Right, right. You you don't think there's another option, but there is. So I don't know. It was just like coming to terms, learning who I was and what my patterns were and what were the roots of those patterns. So, I mean, yeah, therapy was just like learning who I was. Okay. Um, And so it was hard because I'm like, how can I not know who I am? Like I'm mm, almost 30. Right. So it's kind of disappointing in the beginning. Like, right. It's embarrassing. You don't know who you are. Like I felt a lot of shame and guilt for not Interesting. Like, um, when I first started therapy. Right. Um, but then I was like, I don't know. People were like, wow, something's changing. Mm, like, what are you doing? Right. Like, uh, like people who knew me were like, Oh, you seem a lot happier. You seem a lot. Right. Like, I'm proud of you for saying no. Like, right, right, right. <laughs> you never said no. You're right. almost 30. No, that's, I, there's a lot to like pull out of there, but I love that idea of like, just because it's normal doesn't mean it's healthy. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause like mm-hmm. what we go, what any of any of us go through on the day to day, just to kind of like get through it. That doesn't mean that that's what it has to be. Right. Like they're mm-hmm. in certain people's situations. There's like, opportunities for help there's opportunities for change and stuff like that and it's harder for people that maybe their environment doesn't allow that but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. most of i would assume most of our listeners at least have the situation under en- enough to like be able to do so and so yeah right. it, it doesn't have to be a norm you know mm-hmm. uh, you know to mm-hmm. just continue to go on with harmful things right right and i mean i don't know growing up like i don't think I'm pretty sure me and like one other person are like the only ones that like go to therapy and talk about it openly. I don't mm, think right. like it's not a huge, like, I don't know. People don't chit chat about it. I think there's definitely some like, Oh, uh, if you were going to therapy, there's something wrong with you. And I right. don't think today, but when I started, I probably thought like, Oh, you're, cr- you're crazy. Air but, quote, right. You know? But, but even like that era of where you were born in, I feel like the, because as much as it was like the last generation to technology, it was also the remainings of just wipe it off. Yep. Girl, yeah. Girls are emotional. Boys just don't cry. 
totally. don't like like hold it in like mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. are could be worse and just be better that type of thinking you know of or at least mm-hmm. approach of like oh you're sad like get right. o- get over it type of mm-hmm. approach I guess so I think maybe yeah. maybe that has also like because because yeah. we are my my grouping of like we're more comfortable talking about it for sure compared to probably mm-hmm. 80s kids and 90s kids but yeah i'm sure that had a lot to do with them just like <laughs> no one like knew like you said it was for crazy people quote unquote it was right. for oh you were an alcoholic you were abusing right. this like, you were went through trauma it wasn't seen as like well you can just be joe schmo <laughs> mm-hmm. and benefit mm-hmm. from going to a therapist you know right i know mm-hmm. that's how i feel today i'm like this is just like it's like grocery shopping it's just part of my like like i go every two weeks and i love it and i like i don't have anything traumatic that i'm like right doing it's like oh she just i don't know i i need space to process and that's what i use therapy for today um so that i don't i don't know it's like when i first started i'm like whoa we've got a lot to unpack here (laughs) (laughs) like how much time do you have yeah but i like that's but you make a good point in that too that it's like therapy is is like clay right like whatever you need it to be for that situation that's what you can mm-hmm. use it for mm-hmm. and, I, and i have a a co-worker and friend now that like she's always back and forth of going and that's why it's like but don't even worry about that if it's working for you great if you want to change yep. it up great like it's mm-hmm. it's a resource that we should always look at it it's like when we need it great if you don't need it awesome but mm-hmm. it doesn't always have to be just like this thing, this cookie cutter reason why you need therapy now, go to therapy, you know? Right, right, right. That's and it. I think that's what's, it's fun about school is like learning mm. all the different therapy like methods like right. that I just didn't know about till school. Right. So. so when you were going through, so you're going in your career, you had this kind of interesting path of like your late 20s. What made you like shift into it as far as like a career wise? Um, yeah, actually, my. So at my current job, my boss, um, she, as I said, she's like a wonderful human being, which is why I'm like in this right. cur- like arena that I would have never <laughs> chosen. Um, she enrolled us in a nine month program for emotional intelligence. And it was like, it was like heavy duty. I wasn't expecting to do this for work. Like we had small groups and these right. like, like learning how to name our emotions, like at, at the office place, which like I'm used to going to a job, you know, it's like you put on your work face right, and then you right. leave work and you have your other life. Right. This, this whole program made me realize like, I don't have to have hats. Like I can be Rachel in the office, the same as Rachel outside. Right. So like, I feel like just that all of that was helpful for me to realize, Oh, I really love talking about emotions. I really mm. love, love talking about feelings. Like, even, I mean, outside of work, like, I feel like all my Uber drivers, like, people yeah. come to me, have always come to me in every, like, sub-circle of my life to be like, oh, man, can I tell you this shit? And I'm like, right. yeah, okay. Right. So, I don't know. I was like, oh, everything's just starting to, like, point to, like, this is how you've always been. You've always been, like, a good, active listener. People seem to trust you mm. um, with, like, heavy things and you're learning a lot of cool new skills. And then I don't know, after my own, like, I just feel like the therapy that I've received over the last six years has like changed me for the better. And I'm Mm. like, I want to, I want everyone to have access to this. Like, yeah. 
Um, so, I mean, I was trying to like, essentially at my job, I'm like, can I just be like the team therapist? <laughs> right. That doesn't like, yeah. no. <laughs> so I'm like, well, go back to school and just do this because right. you like it. Right. Um, so that's like, that's what I guess that and COVID, I just feel like life short COVID made me feel like, mm. why, why are you wasting any more time? Like, just go do it. Yeah. Yeah. Go apply, see what happens. Right. Um, no, that's interesting. Cause I think there is, there's a lot to be said. And I, this is something that I am just, cause I'm still like, I just turned 30 this year. So I'm still figuring mm-hmm. out, adulthood thinking about parenthood and all this stuff but yeah it is it has become like something i'm trying to get better at is just like reading the signs and like following it and like my last Mm -hmm. therapist talked about just like just ride the wave and see what happens like Mm -hmm. my thing is i always get to like what does that mean and then what is this going to happen here and then i and then that's how like my some of my mental health starts to pack up is i'm always thinking Mm -hmm well, what is this domino set in effect to the longer picture of life and then what happens? And so one thing that she was teaching me is just like, follow it. If like, yeah. if the signs pointed, like you said, if everything just starts to narrow in on it, maybe that's a mm-hmm. good thing. Maybe that's what you're supposed to do. And instead of running it away from it or ignoring it, like maybe just give into it, see what happens. And like yep. you said, it's just like, just shoot it into it. Um, mm-hmm. Cause like I, I have the same similar path like there was just a lot of things in my life up into enrolling that just kind of kept like pointing that way you know I was really frustrated with the industry there was a lot of things morally about the industry I was in that I was starting to like I don't know if this is gonna fit me and I think Mm -hmm. it took it took Mm -hmm. a lot of because and this is gonna sound really arrogant but early in my career I had a a lot Mm -hmm. of success like I had okay. a lot of like check marks that I was like hitting of like, oh shoot, like this is like kind of progressing a little bit faster than maybe some other people around my age. And so I just kind of followed that. I kind of just kept getting into this and had this persona of like where I wanted to be. But then it caught up to me of just like, what are you really, like you said, it was kind of around COVID-ish time of just like, what does this mean? What are you helping yeah, yeah. with? And then like, my son was born, but then I was starting to get a little bit more of an interest into social activism and just like being more of aware of like community needs. And I was like, well, what is working for a marketing department for a law firm at the time? Okay. Great, great experience. Like I love the environment. I, I, anytime someone has a law thing, I try and point them that way to this office. So it's, it's a great work, but I was just like, but what does that mean to you? Are you changing? Are you impacting your son's world to the point where you can go to sleep and be like, well, I tried Mm -hmm. and and it wasn't happening. And so it, again, just like narrowed in of, well, you have this experience of mental health, you have this experience and like something again, similar that I'm starting to find between our classmates is I also was like that person of people would just come and like, let it be because we're just drinking alcohol and people just open up Whatever, that way. Man. Whatever. Like, I didn't need to tell you something. Of <laughs> <laughs> right. just like, like you said, hey, I have some crazy shit. Do you want to hear about it? And I'm always the one of like, yeah, I want to hear about it. Let's get into it. Um, uh-huh. So, yeah. And so it was just like those things of narrowing it down. But I want to rewind to something you were talking about, too, when you started therapy of like finding out who you were and mm-hmm. this uh, and this feeling. Because 
our difference of our stories of therapy is like I got into it when I was really young of like 13 ish. Okay. So like I, I fell into a great, and this is like hindsight now at the time I thought it was like the worst thing, but I had help figuring out identity at the time when people are figuring out identity, if that makes sense. And so it was, it's always been this hard thing for me, but I can't imagine what it would be like because I'm 30 now having that like shift of like, I don't know if I align with this. Right. And so Mm -hmm. what was those, what was those big feelings like of just like having your world kind of shift underneath you? What, was there any residual feelings of that or? I mean, I feel like, I think the biggest shift was like, so then I started going to therapy and then I decided to like get a divorce. So I was just like in a, Man, those first two years of, like, separation and, like, walking through a divorce, I just was, like, I don't know. I think my friend described a similar, her similar breakup, like, a puddle. I was just, like, mm. a block. I don't know. I just, mm. like, I, I, like, don't even remember what I was really doing those two years except for, like, showing up to work and going to therapy. Right, <laughs> right. Just, like, crying. Like, I was just, right. like. I'm like, I'm tired. I'm, like, too tired to cry. Right. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think that's very a very familiar feeling for a lot of people though. Yeah. And I mean, again, I think that was my first like experience with what depression was. Um, so I think one, I'm like kind of grateful for the experience because mm. I mean, it's, it's such a, like a, like it's of course emotional, but like the physical feelings of depression and like, mm. um, I mean, I never, there was a point where I wanted to go on medication cause I was just like, I hate feeling like this. Yeah, I need an escape route. And right. I never, I never was like, that's another thing. Like finding a therapist or a psychiatrist feels like a very yeah difficult. I mean, I've written, I've written, I've written, I've tried to write like a blog post many times of like how to do this because there's not just like a single path right for people to find support that they need. Right. And I think I think when you're in that low space and you're asking for help and it's going to take like a month to get it, it's like that's a good point. Like, I don't know. It's just hard. Like, yeah. I feel like we need people to, like, help us make lists of people to call. Or, right, like, right. you know, like, you need, like, someone to sit by you and, like, because it's going to be okay. Yeah. Cause, well, then that's the difference of, like, people that maybe had their mental health experience later in life is, like, my parents luckily took care of all that when I was getting into all of it, right? Because I was a oh, teen. did they, like, find yours for you? Like, yes. Like, yeah. Okay, you're going to go see a therapist now. Yeah, like, so, yeah, because, like, it's you? funny. One of our, like, last discussion posts is why I found this out. Because, <laughs> like, I can't remember which question it was. Or, like, it was a couple weeks ago just kind of asking, like, I don't know if it was like the intro of it or like your first experience of intake or something. Mm -hmm. And so I was just asking my parents of like, Hey, I've never asked this. And like, how did we get into it? And so what happened was my, so I started going through depression and signs of just like, just not like abnormal activity, probably around my sixth or seventh grade year. I was having a lot of just identity issues about being adopted being in like this very white space and trying to navigate that. Although I didn't know that's probably what it was at the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And then my family moved from my town of Lodi, Wisconsin to Sun Prairie. And so like that for, although it's only 30 minutes away, 20 minutes, probably if you speed, um, (laughs) wasn't like, it doesn't seem now a big thing, but the idea was just like, wait, I'm going to just shift all this environment. I had started like, 
having my first girlfriends in my schools and all those like first crushes of middle Mm -hmm. school angst Mm -hmm. and love uh, that we all go through. Um, and then, so, but, so we did that. And so I was kind of coping with that and things were okay. Um, still having like these really weird withdrawal. Some, like my friends would be like, Hey, you want to go do this? I'm like, I'm, I'm good. I'm just going to like go back to my house. (laughs) Um, And then, so I went, my, so my dad's a pastor. So growing up, we were just very religious. And so I was in all these like things with religious people. And so I found Mm. a really close friend at the time. I had just moved to this new town. I was still going to school in Lodi. And so I found this friend, Ben, and we kind of just clicked. He was just like Mm -hmm. someone in this youth group that I kind of got to know really well. We went on this camping trip and then I, so I don't, I didn't go to school with them. I went to Lodi still on one religious class night. I walk in and like, everything's different. Room's dark, very like, I just was like, what, what the fuck's going on? Mm -hmm. And he was we got told that he ended up committing suicide and we were 13 14 years old at the time oh my gosh yeah so so at this time of where i was starting to get into depression funks i kind of was i think at that point i was starting to self-harm a little bit um and then this happens and so my parents and i just talked and this is where to circle back to your question i I guess they just knew they were not capable of handling what I needed at the time. And so whatever universal signs that they got from that or religious signs, yeah. that they're you know very religious folks, they just yeah. knew you need to go talk to someone that's not us. We're not mm-hmm. qualified really to help with this. And like, I don't know if they've ever had a suicidal situation like that at that young of age. And so mm-hmm. they kind of just mm-hmm. were like, we're going to go, we're going to go to therapy. Yeah. We're going to figure this out. You're going to yeah. start talking. And so like, like you though, I don't. And the reason why I had to ask my parents is I don't remember the first good chunks of time. And I honestly was like trying to rebuild this map of like, well, all of these things that have happened because my wife remembers uh, going to some appointments and like waiting in the waiting room with me. And so apparently like I went for like four to five years. I thought it was like two years, oh, but it ended, but I, yeah, then, so they're yeah. like, my dad was like, no, no, it was like, you know, from, from the time when, yeah. We, yeah, when we were driving you to when you drove yourself to a couple appointments. So, so it was, yeah. And so that's how it all happened of like, they mm-hmm. just recognize mm-hmm. the signs. Mm-hmm. And again, the difference between eighties 90s kids born is my parents I think just were open to that and understood that and my mom Mm -hmm. is in education so she sees kid after kid after kid after kid and I think they just saw me of just like something's not clicking something's not aligning again I started self-harming so they started catching like hey what's Mm -hmm. on your wrists what's on your arms why are you wearing long sleeves when it's like 100 degrees outside you know Mm -hmm. so like it was a lot of that but this Mm -hmm. That identity part of therapy, I think, is like, like you said, there's no manual, right? There's no like, hey, right. these are things that are going to probably come up and you don't even know that they're going to come up. Right, right. Just like really figuring out who you are, right? Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. it's at 13, if it's at 28, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not knowing that can really fuck you up a lot. You right, know? right. And you know. I mean, there's so many pieces of our identity, I think. Mm. I mean, I'm eager to see what we're going to be like at the end of class. Like, everyone yeah. keeps saying, like, you're going to be a different person. Right. <laughs> have you noticed any, has anyone commented on on changes or have you noticed? Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think 
my my boss definitely she's she's like asked me at work like okay. we still do emotional intelligence things she's like you're i can see how much you're learning like will you lead this next discussion yeah. with I'm yeah. like, cool, yeah, okay. That's amazing, though. I'm like, I'm not licensed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like a fan. <laughs> it is It is funny when you start telling, when it leaks out information that you're going into school. Mm-hmm. I had some people come to me like, hey, man, do you mind if I, I was like, yeah, we can talk. I need to mm-hmm. tell you up front. I am not licensed. I am the furthest thing from, but we can talk. And if I I will suggest maybe you go find a licensed person, but right. Yeah. Cause this is why I have a whole blog that I need to publish. I'm like, let me direct you back to like professionals. Right. (laughs) Because like that, but that's amazing that have that idea of like a map because it is very dependent on your situation and age Mm -hmm. is very Mm -hmm. different. Like I, Mm -hmm. you know, because what really drove kicked my butt to get back into mental health is I had a breakdown probably right before was it during COVID? I think it happened a little bit before, but definitely like escalated during. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I had to figure out my resources and it was mm-hmm. really different of being a 13 year old kid when mom and dad's insurance pointed us to this person and it was and luckily and like i'm i'm very fortunate in that way that i clicked right away with the people i got help with at 13 mm-hmm. so i never experienced mm-hmm. like hey what the fuck is a bad therapist oh man and i so, have right yeah. and so and so that was my first experience of like my first one i found was like it was literally time punching he was mm-hmm. what's wrong and you could hear him just typing and then mm-hmm. i was like okay how is that different from last time great and I was like, dude, this isn't fucking... I was over the phone. Right. It was really weird. Uh, and so, again, luckily, I had my wife going through. She had kind of seen the end part of my first stint of therapy. So she's like, maybe, maybe you needed someone different. Keep searching. Right. Keep doing right. that. But I was like, I don't know where to look. Like, I don't know what right. to do. Right. And this is coming from someone that went through it already, you know? Right. Right. Not your first rodeo. Right. Like, I, I shouldn't... Like, it shouldn't be this hard. Right. Right. Because, again, I think... And maybe that you can talk about this as well. It is so much of, and what we're learning now, it's that first step of like admitting, like maybe I need to look mm-hmm. at what it is, right? And like look at my resources mm-hmm. of what mental health is, but right, right, because it's such a it's such a trip. You know, like when you start really boiling it down of just like. Cause like now I am like, I am like the biggest cheerleader of like, Hey, you should probably go talk to the therapist about that. Hey, yep. you should probably go talk to the therapist. <laughs> like, but, bef- <laughs> but before even someone of, like you said, I was a fan of the idea of mental health. I had my own experiences. It took mm-hmm. me always a long time when those friends would come and be like, Hey, you want to talk about this? That I never before would suggest like, Hey, you should probably go talk to someone about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah. even building st- you know, undoing stigmas of ourselves in ways. Right, right. That, and I feel like, I don't know, I'm, we're just changing. Like, the person I am today is very different than the person I was, like, right. 10, 10 years ago. So I'm just, like, even even now that I'm, like, I have some resources. Like, I love my therapist. Like, um, I, I don't know. Like, maybe, maybe we're going to get to a point where it's, like, okay, we've done the most that you and I can do together. Mm. Like, maybe I'm going to need to find another one. Not, mm. like, again, for an emergency, but, like, Right. For whatever I'm trying to get out of therapy, maybe there's going to be a time where I'm like, okay, I don't need to process anymore. I just need like now I want to like focus on stuff. Yeah. And you're not like not that you're bad, but like I need someone with a different skill. So it's yeah. just like I don't know, figuring out what you want to get out of it and yeah. whatever. But I've definitely had some terrible ones where I'm like, okay, 
I've told you two times, like, I don't want to talk about that. And you keep asking me about it. Was it, was it more of just, what were you kind of, maybe kind of your signs of a bad, you know, experience? Um, well, I guess, yeah, different, different scenarios. Um, I, I actually, I wanted to come back to this too. Um, I think it's interesting the way that faith or like religion and mental health kind of work Mm, together. I mm. think there, I, I um, grew up in the church and I definitely like my faith is something that I'm like, it's part of me. Um, And when I was going to therapy in the beginning, I was like, I need to find a therapist who like shares my faith. Like that was my first like requirement after a few searches, I'm like, I don't know that this is really, I don't know why I think this. I think right. it was just like the people I was around right. were like, you need to find someone who's like, like they were telling me this and I'm believing them and right. thinking, that makes sense. This is a part of my life. This, right. you know, I, so I thought that. And when I searched it and like connected with those people, I'm like, no, mm. like, I don't know. Like, interesting. I'm, just, I'm getting a bad vibe. Like, yeah. Like you're, you're pushing me, you're pushing me in a way that I'm don't want to go. Right. Right. So I don't know. Those were a couple scenarios where I'm like, not a good fit. Right. Um, Can can I ask you something off that? Yeah. Where, where is your relationship now? I guess like with religion and the cross intersect. Cause like, cause we have a very probably similar background as far as being deep into the church. So I just want to get your aspects of this. Cause this is something honestly I've been, I told my wife, that's not even probably just like two weeks ago. I'm having mm-hmm. a really hard time struggling dealing that there are counselors that also have this huge connection with usually Christianity. Mm-hmm, of totally. like, and like you said, maybe like what, what is your worries? Where are you out with that? Um, I'm in, a, I guess I'm in the last two years. Um, I actually left the church that I went to for like seven years. And like that church, I like, I credit them with like building my community of friends during, and this was like right after my mom died. Okay. So like they helped me get through like my mom's passing, my Mm. marriage, my divorce. Mm. Like they got me through a very, a lot of changes. Right. (laughs) Like this community. Right. Um, So I am like so grateful for them. But in the last year, um, I did some, like, digging into my church's, um, I guess, stances or okay. or the, um, theology around, um, specifically around LGBTQ, like, where they stood. Yeah. So I'm like, huh, like, the church I went to, they're very popular, like, young people right. of every, like, diverse. Like, I know that they were, like, I led groups where there were people who... Right. Who were like LGBTQ, like like they told me like right. they needed to, but like I'm like cool. This church is great. We like welcome everyone, but mm. they wouldn't marry anyone, and they wouldn't put any any LGBTQ people in leadership. And I'm like, why? Like right. then I started like asking some questions, and no one could really give me like a reason why. And I'm right. like, well, I have a problem with this yeah. now. Yeah. Like. Um, like words are great. Like again, they're marketing and like, like I was like, Oh, I never like asked these questions. So, I mean, personally I left the church and it sucked because I have so many friends there that were like, that that I had to tell. I'm like, I'm leaving. Yeah. I still want to be friends with you, but I just, I have a problem. Like I have a fundamental problem that like, 
we're limiting <laughs> we're limiting people's access. Right, right. That action doesn't match the words that we're saying. Right. So I mean, I don't know. I I personally like um I believe like I still am a prayer. I believe in like People reach out to me to pray. Right. People give me again, giving me all their heavy things. Right. Like, <laughs> right. like this is another angle to me of like therapy. Like right. prayer, prayer yep. is a is an action of a therapeutic nature to yep. me. But, yep. Um. So I don't know. I'm just. I don't. I don't even know what your question was. No, like, I, no. I, that because like that. That's really where I am at as well. Because mm-hmm. I. So I have a very. I don't I don't know if it is just like a common thing with people that get raised by pastors or someone mm-hmm. so like my mom and dad's life not revolve around but not, like a good chunk of it is faith. They're either mm-hmm. at choir practice, they're either at leading groups, my dad's writing a sermon, so it's always very religious and so like I I have this very poignant biased view of it of where like I mm-hmm. I'm, I'm frustrated with people that can st- and, my, and I've had conversations with my dad about this and it got really weird, but we got through it of just like mm-hmm. the hypocrisy of what is the foundation of Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Let it be Lutheran, Catholic, whatever. It's like, I don't understand how people can stand on this book. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. you said, the actions don't match the words when right. the whole thing is like, we accept everyone. We believe, you know. Um, -hmm. (laughs) exactly, exactly. And then I've, I've had, there is a one remaining, and this is probably something that I will have to work on later, (laughs) but, uh, Mm -hmm. a situation that I still, it makes my skin crawl. So this was after, so my dad, I I've seen the, I've seen the dark side of religion. If there, if there is such a thing, right? Like I have seen my dad get screwed out of jobs, get, unappreciated by people from the church seeing him just like all these things. And so like, I accept, like I was like, that's probably just job stuff that like, you know, bankers go through that, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But so my dad moved to a different church. My friends that I had really close relationships were still active in the previous congregation he was part of. And Mm -hmm. so I was still kind of there from time to time. I would meet my friends there to go, Hey, meet me at the church and then we'll go get, go skateboard or something. Right. Right. And so once I did that and I was helping my friend load, load up their parents stuff with something. And this new pastor that took over my dad's job, he knows my dad kind of knows the family and it's, it, it's like any other industry, they gossip. So they know it's a small town too. So everyone knew what had happened to me that Mm -hmm. I was in therapy, that I eventually was hospitalized and that this was the reason why, because my friend had killed himself. Mm Mm-hmm. So we're in this church, we're about to leave, and the pastor comes out and goes, Hey Jonathan, how are you? Like, I'm oh I'm fine, blah blah blah. It was, mm-hmm. Well, how's you know, how is your faith right now and all this and like in your time? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh, I don't wanna I was like, I don't I don't wanna talk about this. Like I'm I'm fucking under eighteen, by the way. Yeah. Um and so I'm just like, I it's whatever, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, Oh, I think being in faith, maybe specifically this church with your friend killing himself, is probably the best option for you. And just very like Go to church. Your friend killed himself. Uh-huh. There's no parents around us right now. Oh, gosh. Um, and so that was just like, I don't know who you are. And right, like you're right. pulling these things that are very personal to me that I'm still quite honestly at that time and still now working on. Right. And so for you to use that as like, hey, let's get another seat. Like, let's fill a seat. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that is when I stopped and said, nope, I'm done. 
<laughs> like yep. I and yeah. I and from that point and I've had to talk to my dad, like I don't believe in anything that stands for and the whole religious aspect of like mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. why I get frustrated when when we were learning this in school that there are people that cross those paths, which is fine. Everyone's mm-hmm. allowed, you know, I'm not gonna be one of those people that don't take Christian clients. I want to work with anyone right. that may need it. <laughs> Right. But it is very hard, like you said. It's just very hard, weird wiring of like, well, what does that mean? What is all this? Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So I know. I there's so many people who have had like church hurt, is what I right. call it. Like, no, that's a great. That's a great term. Very common. Like yeah. people, because these communities become so embedded in your life, and it's right. like, like, I don't know. People say some really harmful things, do some really damaging things that right. like, like ruin religion yeah like yeah because i I mean yeah i remember like and that's a great thing like ruining religion like it at that moment that's what happened like Mm -hmm. i was like if Mm -hmm. this guy is allowed to be considered a man of god Mm -hmm. i don't want to be a part i don't want to be a man of god then (laughs) i want to be the furthest thing from that and since hard pass (laughs) yeah yeah so yeah it's it's but like you said it is something that gets so like quickly intertwined in especially like in the midwest here mm-hmm. it is not uncommon to hear like oh i go to ccd or i go to religious yep. classes i did sunday mm-hmm. school i did this but yeah it's mm-hmm. a crazy it's a crazy crazy thing like that <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah i mean i don't i don't know i'm that's again i don't have it figured out yet because I, I still like like i don't know i i feel like it's a very personal part of yep. my identity that I'm still like figuring out um, how to speak on, how to yeah. act on. Cause I don't know. Everyone's still at my old church. It's like, why don't you just come back? Like, right. I, just, I don't know. Right. Right. I don't, I don't know. I can't. But, but, <laughs> I, but I like what you also said though, too, and something that like I've been since these classes, especially like our ethics class of just thinking of like, mm-hmm. but it is therapeutic. Right. Mm-hmm. And it is talked about in our realms of our training of like some people may need spirituality t- along with some right. type, like go to and going to church along with therapy mm-hmm. for one plus one to equal that two solution that we're trying to get to. Right. Um, right. So like as much as I don't believe I do, I don't pray. I try and avoid everything. Mm-hmm. I understand, though, how it helps. Sure. You know what I mean? And so like, yeah. it is something yeah. like you said, it is a weird cross. Just, it's just a weird mm-hmm. intertwining. I think that like, again, like you said, and what we'll probably find out in all these mental health episodes we have is like, so much of this is untalked about. And so much of it is like things like you have to be aware of. Right. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I think, I think finding a therapist is like, fi- it's just like learning to drive. Like you have a concept of what driving is, right? Like, right. oh, mom and dad get in the car and they, yep. And then they just kind of go along through life. And then yep. it's like, oh, here are all the things that could go wrong or right in this situation. Right. Right. Um, right. Yeah. It's so it's, it's interesting. The things that just kind of like being aware of so like bad mm-hmm. therapists, like you said, right? Like I think so many people th- assume that they just it's a one hit wonder you go in your insurance puts you into the right direction and then you're there right no yeah no i've definitely yeah and i've had some therapists where like it's like i have to remember like there are people too (laughs) sometimes i forget i'm like oh man like i had one therapist like during my actual divorce she was like um i'm really sorry but like we're going to have to terminate our and i'm like 
why? why? I just filed for divorce. Right. I I need you. Right. Right. <laughs> you you're the one that helped me get here. Right. And she's like she's like Rachel. Like I have a lot. Without going it, into it too deeply, like I have a lot of things going on, and I'm telling you to like practice this and do that and take care of yourself. And I need to go take care of myself right now. So mm. like, what kind of therapist would I be if I didn't honor like the same tools that I'm telling you for myself? And I'm like. Man, well, I care about your well-being. Though, yeah. But, like, I don't know who who is going to do what you've done for me. Right. So that was really hard. Right. And she, like, helped me. She's like, okay, you're going to need to, like, make a list of what's important to you. So mm. when you go reach out to other intake people, you need to tell them, whatever. I need someone who's going to let me talk about my faith. If you don't need them to have your same faith, just tell them this is an important topic. Mm. Or that you need help doing this. Like. Mm. Like plan out your what you've learned and what you value here to ask for it in a new place. And I'm right. like, yeah, you're still so smart. Don't leave me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> like even just that answer is like that's the reason why we're here and why I want to stay know. here. But every no. five years, I reach out to see if she's uh, she's still off the chart. Yeah, she was the best. <laughs> but that's but that's amazing though because I think that's what I love about therapy is like the everyone remembers when maybe it clicked when they either Mm -hmm. found the number one therapist that they've ever had, or if a technique Mm -hmm. worked, or if you're just starting to like come around that corner a little bit, like, and unfortunately it doesn't always happen. And that's like, that's like the heartbreaking part of our industry. But Mm -hmm. for the ones that it does, it's like, it is such an amazing relationship that, cause I was talking with this with a coworker. It is the most unique relationship. I think, Ever, maybe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Like, because right. you talk to this person about things that you don't talk to with your wife, your husband, right. your partner, your your dog, your whomever right. that one main person is. Mm-hmm. It is such a more intimate relationship than that. And it's not, but it's not physical. Right. Right. And right. I think so much of our mechanisms are pointed at relationships, physicality, in mm-hmm. like intimacy. Right. But it's right. like having a relationship that is not even close to intimate, but right. maybe more deeper than anyone you've ever had is this weird, like what? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, but I only see you here. And so it's like, but it's, so it's like this weird, like Yoda thing. I'm a huge star Wars. So it's all, every, <laughs> everything comes back to star Wars for me, but it's like having this like weird aura person in your life. But I think, totally. you know, yeah. Um, no, I mean, I feel like, my the thing that I think surprised me about therapy mm. is that like I think it's interesting you're talking about like how important the relationship is. Um, my other intimate relationships with like my friends or yeah. like, my family, like my close ones, like my real ones in my life. I just feel like someone told me once, well, like you handling all your stuff in therapy is like going to benefit those other relationships. Because mm. I think before I had a therapist, I would like vent all this stuff to my friends and like i don't know in our society it's like girlfriends you go like have wine and like vent your shit or whatever like i don't know it's like right maybe they don't want to handle or hold all that shit like right you handling it with this other person gives you more room to have like the enjoyable parts with like your your real ones like i think my close relationships are grateful i go to therapy because I don't dump on them yeah. as much anymore. No, but because like it is, like you said, there's that balance of like normal, hey, Bob said he didn't like my report. And like mm-hmm. that 
that talking, that gossip, that wine drink, that whatever. Yeah. But then there's like, hey, I I can't see happiness or whatever the, like a deeper thing is, right? And it's just like, oh, maybe that's when, because that mm-hmm. was a hard. That was honestly, and again, being at thirteen is probably why also contributed hard thing to sink in of like talking to others will help like talking to me will help the people around you and it took Mm -hmm. me a very hard long very long time to like understand that of like because like i was just like well fuck that i don't really care like yeah they'll they'll deal with it they'll go find a therapist and then they'll be happy or whatever you know Yeah, yeah and so this idea of like oh but like you said then that can lead to better relationships because we're Mm -hmm. not having to worry about me or whomever uh-huh. it is or that person mm-hmm. is um their draw or their like their trauma that like you know you can mm-hmm. make more better relationships you know right right exactly um this is a again we can sidestep this question but i don't think people understand that maybe have never dealt with a mental health crisis like what depression is and what like the concept of because like i think there's still this notion of like oh you just have a sad day like you'll be you'll be fine tomorrow like right eat some ice cream cry your eyes out get on tomorrow right um do you mind sharing any of your experiences through either working through your depression or just like being in it can you remember Mm -hmm. any like being in it or oh yeah totally i mean i think um like i said when i was going through like my separation and my divorce and like like, what am I going to do now? Like, right. I had this whole, I thought we were going to have this life and do all mm. these things. And now that's just off the table. Right. And now people are telling me, like, oh, you need to find out what you want. And I'm like, I don't know what the heck. Like, it just felt so big. And, like, I don't even know where to start. Right. And um, I remember, like, when I first separated, I think I just slept a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, it was like, I have enough energy to show up to work and then to get, get back home. Right. Like, grocery shopping was hard. I feel like I remember mm. I would either, like, that's when, thank God for grocery delivery. Like, yeah. I, and that I could even afford it. Like, right. I know that's not available to everyone, but, right. like, just having someone help you, like, survive. Yeah. <laughs> through, like, I need food or um, mm. whatever. Um, I think the other thing that I remember doing a lot was my therapist at the time was like, let's make a coping list. Right. Like, what do you do currently? I'm like, I don't know. I drink wine. Like, she's like, okay, well, what else? That's not alcohol. Right. Right. (laughs) Like, uh, I don't know. She's like, well, maybe like you're going to start learning what things you like again. Like, she's Mm. like, I really love baths. I really love music. Like what things do you remember? Like when you were younger, like try them again. If you don't like them, it's cool. But like, Right. So I don't know. I literally like would take just long baths, like right hours, hours. Just like yeah, didn't have a lot of energy. So right. like, I'll go sit somewhere else. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, but that that that, that yeah. longness of it is what I don't think people again that maybe have never dealt with this or have had inner circles deal with this is like the longevity of what depression can do. And like you said, just mm-hmm. the idea of grocery shopping, right? It's the, like mm-hmm. the idea of just getting up to go to get your keys to go do that right? can seem 
like climbing Mount Everest mm-hmm. and like quite literally of like the physicality of it, but like the mental aspect of like doing a task like that. Mm-hmm. And so many are quick trigger to just be like, well, just, just listen to a happy song and then you'll mm-hmm. and then go do it. It's like, yeah, it's like, Oh, it's but, not a switch. Right. Like, and it's like, and for a lot of us, it's like, I've tried that. What else do you have? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well go exercise. Done that. Right. What, like what else, you know? Right. Um, but that's an interesting thing that you, like you bring up is like, and maybe this is a difference of adolescence versus like adulthood signs of depression. And maybe why it took me longer is now I'm just realizing this is like at that time, my needs were being met, right? Like I had a parent, like I didn't have to go grocery Mm -hmm. shopping, right? That was done everything. So like, I I think for me, it was hard to point that it was depression because, Mm -hmm. I was I was making my way through life, right? Like I was mm-hmm. going to school, mm-hmm. I had friends, I was on the basketball team, track team, mm-hmm. the shit. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. like it took a minute to realize, like you said, the idea of something of just like a normal activity was just like, fuck, I can't do this. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. But that's interesting. I, oh. I was gonna say, like, I don't know, teenage years, if this was happening yep. you said when you were a teenager, yep. like um, I don't know. Emotions felt so big to me at that time. I was right. So I was like, is this just like a bit like, I wonder if that's what that that's was. Interpreted. 100%, no, that's a hundred percent. No, that's like, honestly a hundred percent. Cause like you, that, it was all that. It was like, it was the time of like the sex film and the talk and right. he's like, Hey, you're going to go through these emotions. And so like, I think, you know, that's why you say that. Cause like, I do remember a time thinking like, Oh, this is what everyone's going. Like everyone's sad. Right. Everyone, right. everyone sees like a razor blade and thinks the idea of like, Oh, well I can cut and I'll be fine. Uh-huh. And then like, I started, so it was, again, I got, I was really lucky. Like I was really fortunate. I had a group of friends that even at our youth age were like, dude, that's not what we're going through. Okay. Like, yeah, like, that makes sense. yeah, they like, yeah, no, yeah. Like, Cause I rem- so there is one thing that I remember and I, so I had texted my friends, like, I'm good. Like, I'm just, I'm going to do this tonight. I don't, you know, this is, this is too much. I don't want to do this. I don't want to move. I don't want to do any of this shit. Like, fuck this. Mm-hmm. And three of my friends, it was the dead of winter, came over to my house <laughs> and had their mom drive around my block until like they could talk to me. And I, my, my parents didn't even know I texted them this. Like, Aww. so they just showed up out of the fucking yeah. nowhere and I'm like, no, you need to come down and talk to us. You need to come uh-huh. outside and talk to us. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like, I'll come down there. And mm-hmm. they were all pointing, like you said, the signs of like, dude, this isn't what I'm dealing with. This isn't mm-hmm. what, you know, mm-hmm. Cullen's dealing with or Rachel is mm-hmm. dealing with, ironically, was mm-hmm. my friend. Um, was just like, this isn't what we're doing. And right, so I think right. you really need to start. I don't even know if I was in therapy at the time. Or if it was just like maybe I was starting therapy and it was just very overwhelming. No, because mm-hmm. I was in therapy because I had medication. And that's how I thought at the time that I would do it was going through that connection. And so I was in therapy and they I think they were just like, you need to buy in. You need to try it. You need to just mm-hmm. work mm-hmm. through it. And so like that's where I get, again, super lucky about the people around me at the time. But yeah. it was definitely that feeling of like I thought, oh, yeah, this is what everyone's uh-huh. Uh-huh. everyone's doing, you know? Everyone's well, sad. Well, thank goodness you said, like, what you were experiencing. I think that's a huge thing, too, is people just mm. even saying, like, mm. oh, yeah, I don't even want to do this because I don't have the energy. Like, if right. you wouldn't have said that, that wouldn't have, like, snowballed into the other people. Like, no, that's a good point, too, yeah. Because, like, like, I, I, didn't re- I didn't think about that. 
I mean, I have a friend, again, through, like, a church friend who's, like, his whole thing is, like, share. Like, we have to share right. if it's good or bad. And I'm, like, I agree. He's, like, even when we don't want to. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you no, know, like, that's a great yeah. point. And it was interesting, too, because, like, and I don't, I don't know how many males share this, but it was this concept of, like, I can't get emotional, though. Like, people just, right. like, people, like, and pardon my French, but people are just going to call me a pussy or call me like whatever right, that, right. that term is in middle school. Right. You mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. and cause like, it was weird too. I was going through my goth phase, which everyone goes through, but like, I, again, <laughs> super country school. So like not many people were going goth. And so I switched to yeah. like black tight jeans and like okay. rocker look. And I was like, Oh, now you're just a fag. So like, now you're just emotional and you're a girl and this, that, and that, oh, and, you know, some gosh. of the, some of that stuff is in mm-hmm. there. So like, again, mm-hmm. just getting to that point. But again, I think that's the, that's the great thing of therapy is again, no matter if you're 13 years old, uh, 50 years old, whatever, right. like right. it's when you get in the stuck route that you may need to talk to someone. And like, if you're feeling the experiences that you and I have felt of the depression or just like mm-hmm. nothing is working, can't see hope every mm-hmm. day is just like a struggle. Like, mm-hmm. and like you said, sharing even when you don't want to, right. Yeah. Like I think that's a big yeah. thing, you know? Right. Totally. I mean, yeah, because it, 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 it can't, I think also because it's like, I think we have points of reference too, or I don't know, I did, I guess I should say I had a point of reference when I was like, this feels bad and it's happening like every day, but I know I can feel better. I know I, mm. I have felt better. Like, I don't know. I think that's what also yeah. pushed me too was like, I've not been this sad my whole life. Like what? Right. How did I get here? I'm right. like, it's been like a year. Like, why have I been in this right. funk for a year? Right. There's something else available. I just don't know how to get back to it. Right, like, right, right. I used to be happy. <laughs> no, no, exactly. Right? Like, and that was the thing, too. I remember sitting in in sessions of just like, how did I get here? Like, right. I was a go-lucky kid. I had like I was I'm very privileged in the sense of like I got adopted to a family that's stable income no worries mm-hmm. this that it's mm-hmm. like <coughs> excuse me it's like how do we how do we find the seat like yeah it's such a yeah. weird thing of just like thinking like that um uh-huh. I want to fast forward now to more current things because there's a lot of conversation and I, and I did a live on this and I just want to kind of get your points of this is so we are having obviously this huge mass shooting um pandemic you know mm-hmm. I, that's what i like to call mm-hmm. it it is a situation of that it's not shouldn't be considered normal look normal so we should give it what it is just like covid it is mm-hmm. impacting communities all over this country um mm-hmm. and it is this weird now conversation debate i told my wife i feel like it's going to be the 2024 racist white supremacist thing that they bring up during debates on both sides and whatever mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. gun control mental health mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. what have what has your last month been like with this with these conversations rising obviously these horrific events but kind of just your gauge and feel of that yeah um i mean i've had growing up in the midwest i mean i have a lot of family members who are gun owners um I have people in my family who think very different than me politically. Right. Um, so I've had a lot of discussions with my own family members mm. about it. Um, and I think, I think what's surprised me is that like with the family members I've talked to, I'm like, I think we want the same thing. We're mm. just, 
I don't know. And I guess I don't want to like get into like, I believe in this political choice, but right. like, um, I just feel like everyone wants people to stop dying. <laughs> right, 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 <laughs> I right. Think, right. Um, I think that that's how everyone feels or the majority, but it doesn't, when I see things posted and people say things, I mean, I don't know. I think the the majority of people um, are just like op- operating off of fear. Mm. Um, and I guess I guess to go to describe that more, um, I think I think people are af- so afraid of things that they like are sitting still and like don't want to move from that place. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas like. And I think uh, that's different than discomfort. Like, I'm willing to try something new and, like, I don't know if it's going to work and I'm still scared of, like, moving forward. But, like, I think so many people are, like, buckling down and, like, we can't do that because it's going to – it's going to result – I don't know. It's, like – Right. You go to a scary place that, like, might not even be real. But, like – Fear stops you from moving and doing anything different. Right. Like I think I think that's a lot of what's happening. Um, yeah. I don't know, but I it's I, it's been a know. yeah it's a weird conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think I was I was talking to this with friends why like gun control is hard or just guns, right? Not mm-hmm. even gun control, mm-hmm. just guns mm-hmm. is hard. Is that it is something that is is ingrained into our constitution, right? And so it is very protective of, hey, don't go near that. These are mm-hmm. the things that we are absolutely promised for, in my opinion, white men. But mm-hmm. you know what right. I mean? Like, right. like right. these are my set of rules. This is what makes it in America. Don't mm-hmm. touch them. Right. Um, versus like when, you know, maybe liberal or more democratic people use like the car or like, example metaphor of like well we have this car it's like but the car mm-hmm. is not ingrained into a constitution right. that sits in the white house or, you know wherever it is mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. says this but mm-hmm. then and so like i think that's a part of this like this weird ingrainedness of like hey hey hey, hey. like i'm not trying to take it away mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. i am trying mm-hmm. to set up red flag regulations mm-hmm. dirt certain just things that maybe probably should be common sense at this point. Right. Um, but right. these check marks, right. Mm-hmm. But I think it's interesting. I was telling my wife, this, this is the first time in my adult life and in my voting life to kind of get a little into politics, but not too deep yeah. of where I have sat there somewhat angry at the party that I usually support and vote for. Same. I love this idea of gun control and reform and Mm -hmm. this. I don't think it's tangible. I don't think it is very, I don't think it is all a hundred percent realistic for this country to do that because of like this ingrainedness Mm -hmm. of these Mm -hmm. are my rights. Mm -hmm. So for it to be this weird conversation of like, we need to just fix gun control. We're fine on mental health. Everyone has mental health problems. It's like, but they don't. Right. They like they do in ways, right? I think we, that's funny. We just got probably the same notification. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but this like this idea of let's worry about gun control. That is how we'll fix this problem solely. Mm. Is just very dangerous in my viewpoint. Agreed. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think it's two different. I mean, I know th- they're kind of being wrapped together, yes. but I feel like 
I don't know. I just look at other countries that have dealt with this similar issue and yeah. have removed. I don't know. I, I don't personally see why we need automatic weaponry Same. at all. Right. Um, and that wasn't part of the Constitution. If we right. want to like, get into yeah. foundational, yeah. Like, um, like I just feel like those are made to destroy people. And like, yeah. let's protect people by not even having right. Right. Those be accessible. Right. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. Um, but I do think like mental health, I don't know, mental health is a broad term. Like, right. again, I think the time we're living in, um, I mean, even me today, I have more words and terms for feelings I uh, today than I did five years ago. That's because like, I, I don't know, it's not just sad, happy, mad. It's like, I can be frustrated. Right. I could be irritated. Like right. we're just learning more about like how how to you how, how to be aware, how to use terms, how to like name things and communicate what mm. mental health mm. is as right. a whole. Right. Um and I think everyone's gonna have like everyone life is full of uncertainty. No one's gonna skate through without experiencing some sort of difficulty setback mm. or thing that you're going to have to de- adapt mm-hmm. or change. Mm-hmm. So I feel like mental health is just figuring out how to navigate uncer- uncertainty. It feels like a human experience to me. It doesn't feel like, right. Oh, you were diagnosed. And now, now you can say that like you've experienced mental health. I right. think just regardless of diagnosis, like people are going to have to learn and figure this out yeah. in their lifetime. Or, right. I mean, I guess you don't have to figure it out, but, it's going to be harder. <laughs> right. Yeah. A hundred percent. Do you find it? I don't know. When these situations now happen and it's something I'm trying to get more comfortable when it becomes race, because once mm-hmm. it involves race, I, by default, I feel like I get just too ingrained in like social justice, what it means for people of color. But when mm-hmm. it is like these shooting situations, I have now jumped to like thinking of like, well, what the fuck was going on with that person's life? Mm. But it almost because of like you said the the package that it kind of is surrounding self itself in mm-hmm. makes it sometimes feel like maybe that's an unpatriotic thing to think of. This person murdered children. Mm-hmm. Um, he mm-hmm. set out to this plan. He did X Y Z right, mm-hmm. and so it becomes this thing of like that's not what we're trying to figure out now. We need justice. We need Mm -hmm. more, Mm -hmm. whatever there's left, right solution is. But have you felt, have you, have you seen any of that or felt any of that? Because. uh, I mean, yeah, I think, um, I mean, just thinking about like domestic terrorism as a whole, I think like mental health is, is what, white men use as a loophole to, mm. I mean, it's like, mm. okay, I'm going to carry out these heinous acts and I'm, I'm not going to have to serve justice or see justice. Cause I can claim, I can claim this, get out of like, yeah, I was, out, out, I was outside right. of mine, right. which like, like I, don't get me wrong. I think there are, you know, there are times and places when people go into psychosis and right. really are not, but but I I don't believe that that's happening. But that's <laughs> a that's an interest that's an interesting point though. I um, it's an interesting thing you just kind of hit there because I have never thought about that idea and maybe this is, goes into like the stigma of mental health overall, right? That mm-hmm, it is something mm-hmm. that 
a specific group of individuals can call upon to, mm-hmm. like you said, it is a get out of jail free card in ways of like, mm-hmm. well, you're not going to probably either, if you do serve time, it's not going to be maybe in a harsh prison or you're just not mm-hmm. qualified for death penalty given the state. Um, hmm. And I'd like to see what, hmm. again, I guess I don't have the numbers on that, but like prisons are disproportionately filled with black and brown people. So right. like how many people have used that same reason mm. and are still serving, right. are still serving sentences that they like right. I, I it just it feels like a, a privilege loophole i guess and, no yeah um but that's interesting um this is why i do these conversations because <laughs> we we i always hit upon something that like mm-hmm. leaves me stunned in the idea of like i've never thought of that of like the meaning of that right mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. it means for someone to be able to call upon that and just be like, well, this is what I'm going to try and use to get out of my punishment mm-hmm. for these heinous acts. Because mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. literally just watching a documentary on Netflix about uh, John Wayne Gracie. G- Gacy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. a whole episode was called Building Sane, build something sanity, something sane, right? Mm-hmm. And it was this like their idea of like, well, this is how we're going to get out of your crimes. We're going to mm-hmm. claim you did this under mental health. And this mm-hmm. was like in the 90s, I think, 80s, something mm-hmm. like that. So it's different. But that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Because then it's interesting how certain people can use that and like, oh, okay, well, then now we're understanding. But you, mm-hmm. you label that on a black person. Right. They are, well, we need to put this motherfucker in jail so he doesn't do this again because he's insane. But then right. when it's another population, it's like, oh, well, he, he wasn't properly in his right. state of mind. Right, right. Yeah, mm. I mean, it's just, uh, I don't know. That's a fascinating hi- It highlights the systemic problem. Right, right. Like, it exists everywhere. It's like... Right. Um, and I mean, I don't know, like, to just talk about, like, shootings in general, I mm. feel like, and my personal experience, I mean, mm. I'm, I'm a white woman. I feel like, I, I thinking back to, like, Columbine, like Columbine's my first memory of like a mass shooting, right? Like being on the news. And I remember when it happened, like it was devastating. And not that these other things aren't devastating, but like I've definitely been numbed. Like, yeah. Like when they happen now, I'm like, like if I really want to, I can set my phone down and not deal with it. Right. Like, and sometimes I do because I'm like, like another one. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to deal with this anymore. Um, but it, it made, it made me sad. Like when you've all day up and cause I was like, Oh, like I said, I did, I set my phone down and I'm like, okay, I don't have to deal with it right now because no, it's an, it, no, you bring up a, that's an interesting point too. Cause like the way I found out about you've all day was really weird. It, this, mm. I was at my job and I was do I was helping a customer and she just like nonchalantly brought it up. No emotion. Just, Hey, there was another shooting. Did you hear about mm. it? And I'm like, mm. I was like, what do you, I don't, first off, you probably shouldn't just say that to someone that you don't know, but, but no, right. I have, and it became this idea of like, mm-hmm. she clearly is also in that factor of being numb, right? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. interesting you talk about that. Cause again, Randy's around the same age and he, he labels him. I don't know if he does this. So I shouldn't put words in his mouth, but we've had conversations where he's looked at his, that generation yeah. of being the most numb because of Columbine up until this point. Mm-hmm. in your adult, like later teen to adulthood years, depending on where you're born in that time mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. like, Oh yeah, just, 
it's just a school you know it's it's happening again type of type of thing Mm -hmm. so you bring Mm -hmm. up yeah it's an yeah but i was i mean when it happened i Mm. feel like i'll point out like gratitude to you because i think you reached out to our little group on our chat and said hey guys just like make sure you're making time to like take care of yourselves like because of what's going on and Mm. i'm like oh yeah we're like why are we not taking time we're just like going to school going to work like we're just on autopilot that's it's funny like, that you mentioned that because so, so a couple of people had reached out and just was like, hey, thanks for doing that. It's like, but that's what I noticed. I noticed mm-hmm. at work, we didn't talk about this. Yeah. I noticed that. We didn't at work either. Right. That's why I like, I like literally took your message and I like in our Slack channel, we were remotely, but yeah. I was like, hey, y'all, take a time out. Right, right. Do and, a meditation or something. Sit in silence for right, a second. Yeah. And check in how you're feeling. Yeah. Like, because like, I think... I don't know what podcast I was listening to, but it made just this idea of this like balance of understanding, like don't get too deep into it. Right. Because it's, it's so hard to control and it's, it's so overwhelming to think about, but to make it that everyday life feeling too is just as, is uh, damaging or maybe just for better or less terms, fucked upness of like, yeah, yeah. Of, like we can't, you know, it's, I don't think it should be that way. I don't think mm-hmm. that because, mm-hmm. and I think that's how they win. I think that's how these very small group of radicalist people, um, and just, and you know, there's a spectrum mm-hmm. and it doesn't necessarily mean color to that, but like these people mm-hmm. that want to upset the foundation of humanity, um, society, government, whatever it is, it's like, that's how they win is that, mm-hmm. that it does becomes this thing and it becomes like something normalized. Right. Yeah. And it's like, and, and yeah, I, it was, it was really weird. I don't know why Uvalde was so different, but it was just of like, why is the fuck is no one talking about this? And right. like, why is this like, was it because of like this weird politicalness we find ourselves in? Is it because of this internet, yeah. like this more digital age of where we're only on Skype sometimes or whatever it is, but it's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like let's just talk about it. Like it can't be like, we shouldn't, you know? And I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It was a, it no. was a weird time too. I mean, I, I'm not a parent, but like my nieces and nephews, I just think like, wow, you have like, you have to train for this and plan. Like that, that know. was like, I, maybe that's what it is. Is like, this is, this was the first shoot. And my wife and I talked about this. This was the first big thing that has happened like that since we were parents. Mm, um, yeah. And Where so you're like, like thinking of that right like now. and so yeah. when i dropped jay off the next morning like it was maybe the hardest thing i've done in parenting besides him getting sick was mm-hmm. just like oh fuck this is this is a thing right, right. like and right. luckily he is in a uh at home facility so like it doesn't look like uh, a school okay. it's in a okay. neighborhood there's no okay. signage that says so-and-so elementary or whatever so it's safer in that way but i knew that we had a lot of parents in our group and again maybe that's what triggered of just like Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know like this is different when it's a when it's children right it it rightfully show should feel vastly different than the pulse shooting again and this is nothing against these situations right right what happened in pulse in florida what happened at the church in the asian community in the south part of uh southern california Mm -hmm. buffalo even these are horrible situations right no one should be dying (laughs) right but especially this idea of impacting the youth and making Mm -hmm. it feel like 
this is now what you also, like you said, what you also have to train for your nieces and nephews, mm-hmm. your cousins, mm-hmm. your sons, right. your daughters. Right. While all this shit's going on now, also think about guns. Right. right. And safety. Like, um, just concentrate on math and reading. Like, right. y'all, and figuring out who you are. <laughs> right, right. Like, you're you're and the, a lot. And that's what just made me, like, yeah. It, and it was like, again, it's these all these signs pointing in, we're in human development right now. We're in right. these, we're in these classes of like, these are all the check marks and everything you need to make sure you turn out. Oh, kind mm-hmm. of. Okay. Right. 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 And, right. and so With it's that. just like, and just thinking about, and like, I don't know, I, I try and in certain situations, I go deep in information. I try and hear from victims and all this stuff. And it was just very uncomfortable. Like this is a fucking eight year old, mm-hmm. you know, this is, mm-hmm. You, this shouldn't even be in your world, mm-hmm. right? And now, mm-hmm. I feel like every parent might have had that conversation, right? right. Of if this happens, this is like what you do, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That's that, a whole other, see, that you can whole, barely do the sex talk. But right. Now we have to add guns, right? A hundred percent, right? And like it was just this, like <laughs> society. Yeah, <laughs> I think Evalde though too is like in so many different aspects, maybe more so than the more recent ones around it mm-hmm. was, it was so wrapped up in mental health. Mm. Like the shooter, what was going on with them, the parents that had to sit there and see law enforcement painfully mishandle this right, uh, right. To, that, yeah. to teachers, to the kids in there to like hear like that whole thing. I and mean, we talked about it on the live that we did the, the book that we read. Um, what is it called? It's crazy. Something we had oh, right? crazy like us, right. Of how mm-hmm. like these, these large events can leave generationally impactful mental health mm-hmm. crises mm-hmm. that we're not going, you and I may never hear about, but Jay might hear about my son mm-hmm. once he mm-hmm. gets to, you know, X amount of age and a person comes out and says, I'm a survivor of Uvalde. I've had right. my drug addictions. I've had this, I've had whatever. And so, yeah, that to me, that's what was also very just different. I'm just like, I just started thinking about the impact of that, of just that alone, like take politics out of it, take guns out of it, take right. age, but just the right. longevity of mental health for a town that like what I kind of come from 3000 to 4,000 people. Right. I was right. just like, how do you do this now? Right. You know, when, right. we, when we've read about countries mishandling this, you mm-hmm. know, like with mm-hmm. government fundings being able to mishandle this, it's like, mm-hmm. you're not mm-hmm. getting sh- and we're already over it. Right. We, right. We, yeah. You know what I mean? Like we've already moved on to whatever the next conversation is. Right. right. And it's right. like, it's wild. Right. I know. I, well, and I mean, I feel like that's a whole nother chapter, but like, I just feel like uh, our society is just very, I don't know, yeah. grind, keep going, yeah. like productivity. And it's like, that's what I'm trying. Yeah. It's not going to go away. Like, right. look, like you said, we're, we're over it, but like, it's still there and it's not been dealt with. And right. Like who knows how that's going to manifest. Right. Like, and, and how we can like, I don't know. Yeah. No, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, that has been something that has been, I have been trying to put into my practices through life, through what I've learning through school of the many things I've been trying to like reprogram my brain on since mm-hmm. being in there was, we need to always pause and no matter for like how long you may need, like some, some people just need that one second of a 
that's crazy. And then that's, mm-hmm. that's enough for them. That's enough for them to go on through life. They've healed, mm-hmm. they've processed. But there are some people that I know that like now are petrified to just be in a store. They're, they're mm-hmm. not even, they're not even near any of these places where they're right, shooting. Right, There's right. not a high crime rate. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. But that is now impactful. And it's like, well, we need to sit there and address that and address right. this uncomfortableness and take that time. And if you're good, you're good. If you're, if you think you're fine and you can continue to live a healthy life where you're not negatively impacting the people or environment around you. Amazing. Right. Great. Right. Right. But at least assess. Like, right. Take, exactly. Take take, and like, yeah, exactly. Assess at least. Right. Uh-huh. Minimally, uh-huh. at least everyone should assess. Right. Right. Uh-huh. Like you said, you good. Right. Are you sure? Right. You sure you're good? <laughs> right. Okay. Cool. Okay. Right, cool. Then, like, right. Then let's keep go. Let's keep going. Right. Um, right. Uh, so just to kind of kind of bring us to the end here, and just our quick yeah. quick little hitters. These are things that I try and ask every um, guest, and kind of adapt it to what we've been talking about. So first one is, and this is always the hard one, is I put you in a group of five hundred people. Mm-hmm. Um. You have this ability to implement a new way of thinking, a mantra, uh, whatever you want to call that. Of like that, whatever they, whatever you say, they automatically will do from this magic power you have. Mm. What would that enticer look like to you? Um, a lot of people have said empathy. A lot of people said taking time to be aware. Um, just examples of that. But I know this. This is what always is the hard, harder questions, though. I feel like I have an immediate, like, I already have an answer. Let's do it. Um, my, um, and it's something that I just, I really loved in therapy, and I go back to it often, and it's a worksheet, so apologies. <laughs> <laughs> feels very therapist. No, you're good. Um, personal bill of rights. Mm-hmm. Um, I, if everyone, like, looked at this list, I don't know what the frequency is, like, monthly, and look and said three of the items on the personal bill of rights out loud or to another person, I think, I don't know. I think it would just help people regulate, um, the things on the list are like, um, I have the right to change my mind. I have the right to be happy. I have the right to like be mad at someone I love. Like, it's just, right. I don't know. Right. I, I think when I was relearning who I was, this helped me like, assess if we're tying all these things back like yeah oh i like all these things are within my capability and i just need to remind myself right of like what what's accessible to me and like that i'm worthy right <laughs> like I'm, I'm a worthy human right like, right no i love that because i think and again that's something new that a guest hasn't said is like the assessment of who you are right and like mm-hmm. the things that you should allow or not allow into whatever your life wants to be like and i love that mm-hmm. idea of just like again taking the time right like pause for a second literally say these things out loud literally mm-hmm. you know go do the action and motion don't just like band-aid it on there right like dive mm-hmm. into it right. um the second one i always ask is and we'll, we'll tie this more into mental health is just like what stereotype or stigma, um, either annoys you is confrontational to you about mental health. Mm. Huh? Cause I'll tell you mine. Mine is like this idea that specifically for men that I'm trying to cope with, because again, most of our cohort is all female, which is great. But like, mm-hmm. 
this idea that it's sh- like I like I've been told this a couple of times and telling people like you're so brave. You're like a male doing this work. Like you're, Oh my God, you're going to help. So it's like, it shouldn't be that. It shouldn't be this. Like I, that, that men that go into this industry are such these significant people within. It's like, no, we need to reprogram all of that nonsense and understand Mm -hmm. that it's Mm -hmm. like men need to do this. Maybe, even more so because we are so entrenched in this, like, just put, yeah, not have, put some like, salt feelings. in it, put some dirt in it, and get the fuck right. over it. Like, right, I think right. that that was one of my biggest, like, pet peeves of mental health is like mm-hmm. that men can't either do it or that the people or the men that do go into it are these, like, beacons of whatever you do because it's like it's not that and mm-hmm. men need to do this women need to do this children need to, everyone should do mm-hmm. it you know yeah yeah this is outside of like gender <laughs> right exactly right like yeah yeah, yeah. and and to yeah. and to like point pin that down to therapy is just so simplistic mm-hmm. to me like i don't think <laughs> i don't think it can right. work like that <laughs> yeah and i mean i wonder too what it will look like more men in it if it's more accessible to men like right. i don't know comfort level whatever like 100 percent um yeah no i feel like it's it's necessary and helpful then that's a troubling it does suck i wish it didn't exist <laughs> that right. those thought patterns um i think for me the the stigma that i don't care for or just in general is that what mental health can be used for like i think everyone mm. like it's still it's not for just you have a problem it's not i don't know it's it's a uh, it's like any other doctor or like, I don't know, some people are against doctors, like food, like right. eat, eating healthy food. I don't know. I think mental health is just for, is like a part of well-being, part of like being, yeah. taking care of yourself, like drinking water. <laughs> I don't know. Right. It, it feels like it's a, it's a base level right. tool. It's not like meant to be used for only trauma or only depression or only right. these like crisis level issues. Right. It's It's bigger it can be used in, in more no i love that no because i think yeah it gets boiled down sometimes to just very situational um times right mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and it's like mm-hmm. well if we can reshape that and start using it more frequently maybe when mm-hmm. these things happen we're better prepared you know versus totally. like like you said just just when you're in trauma or when you're this or that, it's like life's hard. Life sucks yeah. sometimes. You know what I mean? Like it is yeah, just yeah. what it is. And it's like, there's so many of these barriers that we're, that I'm learning about that we're, that you and I and all of our classmates that I hope are still listening mm-hmm. to this or even l- listen to a little bit of this is that, that we're advocates and fighting for is like, we need to always talk about this now. And, mm-hmm. it, and it's something mm-hmm. where like, I feel silly now. Cause like, I feel like a weird, like, programmist almost of like, well, now I'm in Adler. So now my life, but it is like, like you said, it should look like water, food, shelter, mental mm-hmm. health. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. those things should be more copacetic if that's right. the right. proper term. Yeah. And I think like, um, or I don't, this is, I'm changing my definition of like how I see emotions. I think mm. I oft, I often thought like, 
um, like I feel a million feelings every day. And I feel like sometimes if you tell someone you're sad, they think like, oh, you're sad all the time. I don't know. It's like, it's like a fixed, like people, again, mental health feels like a fluid thing to me. Like every, every day is going to be different. Like, and I think I'm redefining what emotions are. It's like, just because I'm sad right now, doesn't mean I'm sad for the whole day or that I'm sad. Like, I don't know. Right. Redefining how I look at things. Right. Yeah, we get too mechanic sometimes. We get too yeah. much like, oh, well, today's calendar said emotional. So now you're just going right. to be emotional. It's like, well, no, at this specific time right now, like, yes, right. I'm emotional. But all right. well, Rachel, I really want to just say thank you for coming on. Um, this has been way more than I uh, pictured and intended for. So I really appreciate you like staying over our time and stuff like that. Cause <laughs> you and I both probably have schoolwork that we'll jump on after this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I always like to give people the platform. If anyone wants to follow you or just kind of your path, do you have any social media or anything? Oh yeah. You can follow me personally at Blauisms, B L A U I S M S. And eventually the Blau house that will be, my holistic um, care for mental health and physical health and I love coming that. soon. <laughs> I know, I love that. Um, and as always, everyone, you can follow us at The Homegrown Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And then we are available on all major podcast platforms, Spotify and Apple Podcasts included. Uh, so feel free to give us a like, listen, um, and we will be back with more episodes. Appreciate everyone listening. Bye.